Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas, and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisila. Hello, welcome to Business as Unusual. This is Aisla, and I'm here today with Taylor. Oh my gosh, I'm going to call you Berlelli because that's what I wrote down, and that's not your last name. <laughs> Taylor, who runs the company Barelli, but whose last name is Shanklin. Shanklin. Hello, Taylor. Sorry about that. Welcome to the show. And before we get into the nitty gritty of your business, what was the last artist you got lost in? The last artist I got lost in. Are we talking musical artist, a different kind of artist? What? Any, whatever you consider to be artist. Okay. I I'm, don't know a lot about art from like sculpting, painting, and anything like that. So I won't claim that. But I would say it's funny. Lately, I've been doing a kind of like re-listen of a lot of things I listened to in high school. And so I've been on a bit of a Dave Matthews kick. Nice. And just getting lost into some of those songs where I just hadn't heard in a long time and then started listening again. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this song. <laughs> I say I did this. I don't know. Maybe it's in the air. I did that with a few of my favorite artists. I feel like I don't necessarily forget they exist. But I get caught up in the modern stuff. And then I'm like, man, I really, I love Pink Floyd or the Indigo Girls mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And mm -hmm. then I saturate for a little bit. Yeah. Like exactly. comfort food, but yeah. comfort music. <laughs> I've always been known, and some of my friends tease me about the fact that I do listen to a lot of old music and a lot of stuff from the 90s and 2000s and not as much modern stuff. But that's one that Dave Matthews Band is one that I just hadn't listened to. <laughs> what's your favorite? Do you have a like favorite? Such a bad word. What's the song or the album that calls to you the most? Yeah. I like Ants Marching. But if we're not talking about Dave Matthews, the other album that I get caught up in and also made fun of for listening to too much is Adele's original come out oh, album. How could anyone make like her voice was it just it was a it, it was an emotional experience the first time I really heard her sing. I didn't know a voice could sound like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really just the amount of times I will listen to her album in any given day or week sometimes as my friends both fun of me. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's and I listen to it a lot and I get lost in a lot because it's an album that I've just gotten into a rhythm when it comes to doing work and listening to music. And mm. so it's an album that I know when I need to work on deep work, I can have it playing in the background and it doesn't distract me. It just helps me flow better in my work. So I listen to it while I'm working almost every day. There's so many studies that show how music activates places in our brain and that you found something enjoyable. I would put on those brainwave things, which are not nearly as interesting or enjoyable as Adele. I don't know if you've ever heard those. They're like, 
but they're supposed to help your brain focus. Track them, and I'm like, what is this noise? It's, it bothers me. It's supposed to work. It hasn't worked for me yet. So, so you have I've a Dell. Sticking, That's great. Sticking, I've been sticking to a Dell. You can imagine over how people would complain and over again. <laughs> hey, I support you. I think that sounds Thank fantastic. You. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Could you tell our listeners a little bit more about your business? Yeah, absolutely. So my company is Barlele. It means only soaring. It is a word that is part Swedish and part Hawaiian. And the words put together only soaring were meaningful for me. And what I wanted other businesses to be able to do by working with us through brand strategy and brand and content marketing work. And so we do a lot of work around helping small businesses and social impact organizations better tell their story to their audiences in a truly authentic way that will connect with people quickly in this scroll and go world that we live in. And then we help back up with the content creation. Once we have the brand story in place, where do we need to tell that story? So we help just determining the best places to tell the story. And then we help actually execute on it, getting content marketing out into the world. And we recently also launched a new product line of our business called Creative Shizzle. And that is purely graphic design services where for a very affordable monthly subscriptions, we can essentially be your entire design team if you need us to. And so that's really where one of the other things that I found in the world of marketing and small businesses and social impact that people had a gap. And you often go out and you hire a freelancer or you go out on Fiverr and you post a job, but it can be a little bit of an inconsistent process. And so we built a consistent process with a consistent design team to be able to help with the, just making your marketing stuff look good. We talked about that before briefly, and one of the things that really struck me about it, the Creative Shizzle piece was, you also love the name, that it's designed a little bit for those smaller businesses that may not have the ability to spend $100,000 on advertising that the big agencies might charge. And so this gives them a little bit of an access point without having to manage a design team and be the person coming up with the direction for content and such. Exactly. That's exactly what it's tailored towards. I am a business owner myself. I started out as a team of one where I did it all. Mm -hmm. And then, and previously before starting my own company, I worked in, at sometimes I worked at startups, I worked at smaller organizations where our marketing team was small, but we had high expectations to produce a lot. And so just seeing my own pain over the years as a marketer and then as a business owner, just decided that I thought that was an area where we could really make a big impact on the day-to-day, just getting stuff, getting the shizzle done. So that you can get it out there. Yeah. Well, and generating content can be so exhausting when, and I I actually really enjoy it. And I think most marketers do. And at the same time, there's a point at where your brain just can get tired. So having that yeah. someone who understands your brand and your purpose 
and is able to provide that lift that feels like such a great offering. Yeah. Thank you. So this, I think we covered this a little bit, but it, what for you, do you have a story about the, the moment that you thought, gosh, I need to create for, for Lily or something about how you got inspired to start the creative shizzle piece, both either? Yeah, I think it was, it wasn't necessarily one big moment. I think it was a lot of tiny moments that culminated into the moment where I finally just decided I was ready to completely jump off into the deep end without a parachute on, which sometimes is what it really is like if you're going to take the leap and start your own business. Mm-hmm. I think I had a lot of experiences over the years, potentially just feeling frustrated by feeling like I spent my time on things that didn't move the needle forward Mm -hmm. and getting caught up in politics of corporate culture and things like that. And I just felt if we created a place that didn't focus on all of that and we actually just really focused. We, we actually said we don't have, we don't do the politicking game here at work. Mm. We, we do the kindness game here at work. We show up with respect. We expect people to show up and hustle. And if you don't, you're not going to last here very long. And then we move forward. And then we actually go home at the end of the day and don't feel like we wasted our day on Zoom calls all day. But we actually got stuff done. Mm. I just felt like that was actually possible, but I wasn't experiencing that very much. Mm. And So I wanted, I had, let's see, I was dealing with some personal health issues with autoimmune disorders that I have, and that kind of inspired me again to keep evaluating how I was living my life Mm -hmm. and how I was spending my day-to-day work life. I went and I did a TED Talk and talked a lot about my own personal health challenges and how it really helped me refocus my perspective on life in general. And I think that was the big aha moment was after coming home from doing the TEDx. I thought, I just did a TEDx. I guess I can start my business now. For some reason, it felt like I had done something that made me feel like I can, if I can do that, I can do this. And so I think that was like the one confidence boost that I needed to say, okay, I can try this. I think I'm ready. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to get a link to your talk. I that I want to make sure I get that shared out to people yeah. and I want to watch it. Yeah, I'll send that out to you. Thanks. So this is business as unusual. What do you consider to be unusual about what you're doing? Most people don't call their company shizzle. That's why. No. <laughs> So you're, yeah, fun and creative. I love it. Creative shizzle. We are a branding agency. Barlili is first and foremost a branding agency. And so the point in branding is to get someone's attention, to stand out, to connect with someone. And so I think one of the things that is unusual is we're just not afraid to be bold in branding Mm -hmm. uh, and in our brand as well. And that's something that is interesting walking clients through. You as a branding agency are the ones that are the third party perspective who are brought in to help people get out of their own comfort zone and element. And 
sometimes it really resonates with people and clients. And sometimes they're like, oh, that's too scary. I don't want to go there yet. And so that's one of the things that we really help to push people along that journey of getting comfortable with being a little bit uncomfortable in the world of branding. Uncomfortable doesn't mean offensive. Uncomfortable doesn't mean something that people aren't going to want to buy. Uncomfortable sometimes just means like being bold enough to be interesting, to pique someone's attention in the first place. And so we've chosen to be pretty bold with the way that we do our brand, both with Barlele and our colors and just our vibe and our tone and our brand voice, and especially with Creative Shizzle. And the name came to me one day and I thought, that's it. Oh, that's what we've got to do. I love it. You actually made me think of, I don't know, I had to look it up to be sure there was the, it's an old Spanish proverb. It translates roughly to the cobbler's children have no shoes. And Mm -hmm. it means that someone with a specific skill is often so busy assisting others that their own affairs go unattended. And, And I was thinking about that as a branding and marketing company. I was wondering if, is that something that you find that hard to bring your focus to because you're always helping your clients? And it sounds to me like whether you find it hard or not, you've made that decision to do. But I'm a little curious about that. It is hard because I get so in the weeds of working on our clients' brands myself personally that it sometimes is hard for me to then take a step back and say, oh, we need to focus on our own stuff too. So that's absolutely a challenge, especially just in the stage we are in. We're still a young company. I formed it in 2020, but we really didn't open our doors until just a little over two years ago and we've grown pretty fast and so because of that there are moments of pause where I have to sit back and say I got to figure out how to find the time to continue directing our own brands forward Mm -hmm. because you do as a business owner as a small agency owner get very caught up in the weeds of the day-to-day client work and you need to because they're helping us to continue to grow and to move forward. But at the same time, you have to find the balance between proper delegation to the team. What do I, as the head brand strategist and agency owner, need to be focused on and spending my time on? And so certainly there are days where I'm like, okay, I need to go back to being able to lead our own brand a little bit more. So I I think that's natural. And normal, probably. No, I think it is. It just sounds to me also like you've also, in terms of what you were talking about, you've applied your own tactics to your work it's in some ways. And I always find that to be reassuring. And also, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's understandable. Well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that I use our brand to test out, test things out on. And then if it works for us, then I'll take it to clients and start doing it for clients too. So a lot of times because if it doesn't work, I'll just be upset with our, myself and that's about it versus trying something new, having it be unknown territory and then have a client feeling like this didn't work and being upset about it. So I actually do use our own brand as a fashion forward brand to try things, to test things. Then when I start to see things working there, a lot of times that's when I'll say, hey, this is what we're doing and it's working. We can do it for you too. 
That's awesome. And I, yeah, I get that. There's definitely that you probably feel safer taking the tests with your stuff and then yeah. you can test it out and give people a chance to see how it works. Right. So do you have a specific example that illustrates something interesting about what you do? Let's see, like in terms of just some of the work and stuff to talk about. It could be a story about maybe an interesting problem or the ways that you solve things for your clients. Just give people who are listening more of a sense of what it means that you do branding and marketing. They're words that people use a lot. And mm -hmm. I have found that they have some, I would say, maybe murky definitions. And so I'd rather than mm -hmm. trying to define it, giving people a sense of what is your bread and butter or yeah. the things that you do that you like those moments when you were like i didn't know we were going to be able to figure this out and then voila yeah there's a couple things so in terms of just better defining branding and marketing and like what that work actually looks like a lot of times it work it what it looks like in the very beginning is us getting on the phone or into a meeting with a client and asking them a lot of questions about themselves really trying to uncover like what is your actual value to your clients or donors or whoever your audience is and be and we do that because when you are working at a company or an organization you're very close to it and a lot of times you can't really see very well the true value that you're bringing you keep saying things and saying things, but usually when you're coming to us, it's because eh, the things we're saying maybe aren't working. And so then we go in and ask a lot of questions and start to uncover and really pull that story out better and say, I get what you do now, but it's not being communicated very well to your audience. Like it, it's not clear. So a lot of times what we're focusing on is helping people communicate what their company or organization does in a much more clear way so that when they're marketing, when they're selling, it's more obvious about what they do. Sometimes it's words only. Sometimes it's words and visuals. Sometimes it's just visuals, but usually it's a combination of words and visuals where we're like updating the language and then updating the visuals to really pair well with the new language. So that's really, when we think about like the term brand story, that's one people, what's your brand story? Like, it's really about making it easy to understand what you do and why someone would buy your product or give money to your nonprofit. And so that's like the baseline of where we start. That's really, in my opinion, the foundation we want to get that story right before we ever spend a bunch of money on marketing. I actually had a conversation with a young organization today that was like, everyone tells me that I should be raising money on Facebook. Yeah, but let's talk about you and where you are. And where you are is like, you're brand new. You don't really have an audience yet. Like we need to focus on what your story is and then start working on it some of that stuff and then start figuring out how do we get it out in front of people and the getting it out in front of people that's marketing so the story and the value proposition that's branding the getting it out in front of people that's marketing does that make sense that's yeah. i think just an easy way to understand it no, actually i think you appreciate that distinction 
So who would you say you typically work with or would who would you say thrives with your service? Yeah, so I think we a lot of small businesses, other agencies do really well with our service. A lot of times like other marketing agencies or sales agencies who are trying to grow but don't have that design team. They're a really good fit usually for Creative Shizzle because we're happy to work with another agency and be the design team for them. We work with a lot of just small business owners, people like you and me, who need to figure out that brand story. I personally love to coach new business owners on just kind of like driving operations success in more like scalable processes within their business. Like that's part of some of what you get when you work with our team is not just the branding work, but like you do get a lot of coaching from me and my team around that other stuff that also matters while you're working on something like a rebrand or marketing. And yeah, so I would say, and and we work pretty well with just SMBs, small and medium-sized businesses. Tell me about advice that you've received that changed the way that you think about something you do in your business. So early on, as I was starting to form my business, I really wanted to start it as a software product. And I wanted Creative Shizzle, what is now Creative Shizzle, to be a software platform. And I had a friend and I would call a mentor who we opted. He owns a business too. We were both kind of bouncing ideas around together a lot about our businesses and what our businesses would be. And he said, you know what? Like you really can start as a services company first. You can easily start delivering things as services and figure out what people really need and then build the platform because building software is expensive but you literally can start today delivering services around this idea and at first i was like whatever i'm building software i'm a product person is what i always thought even though i've done a lot of services in my career i was like product is where we're going and then I really sat with that and thought about that a lot and thought, like, I just have a point to build for them. I need a lot of money right now to hang up my shingle and get started. I just need me and the ability to say I'm open for business. And so I decided to go that route. And I do believe it helped me through these first couple of years of bootstrapping and growing And now we're getting to a point where I'm thinking more again about, okay, how do we make that software platform happen as a part of our offerings? Like it'll fit within the portfolio of our offerings. So that was something that I didn't really expect and then happened. And then I thought about it and sat with it. And I said, I think that is a good way to go about it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like great advice. It do what you can and then build that build that up to the next levels. So I being a small business owner, entrepreneur, mom, person in society can get exhausting. And keeping yourself up and recharged and inspired requires something. What do you do to do that? I walk almost every day, like a significant walk with that dog and my couch right behind me. 
The cutest of dogs, by the way. For those of you who are never going to see the picture of this dog, I fell in love. (laughs) She's cute. Yeah, she's a little, she's a sassy girl. She's a little minute lady, for those who can't see because you're listening. She's a little 10-pound miniature dachshund. But that girl, she can hike. Like, I live in the mountains. And Mm. you can go. I actually took her out on an eight-mile hike one Saturday recently. That was probably a little bit much for her. Hmm. But we hike about between three to four miles every single day. And I can tell a huge difference when I don't get my walk in and like the sunshine and the fresh air and just the movement. I feel pretty bogged down. And when I do, I'm like, it's just it's just a part of the daily routine now that really sets me correctly. No, I think it's so important. I can tell the minute that I don't exercise, I resent it a little bit because I feel like it it shouldn't be that easily seen. But it is so key. And there's, if I didn't have my own experience, there's so much evidence that's true. Not that matters, but uh, I don't know. It makes a huge difference for me. What does success look like to you? Ooh, that's a good question. I think success for me, looks like being at a place where I feel free, worry, and anxiousness. You know, when I really think about what that is, I think for a lot of people, maybe success is very much aligned with like money or what kind of car you drive. And I don't care about that stuff. I care about being comfortable and not being worried about money. For me, it's really about like, how am I feeling on a day-to-day basis? Am I happy? Am I getting to spend time on things that I like doing? Am I anxious about money? If I'm anxious about money, that doesn't feel successful. But if I just feel comfortable like that, and I'm good and I'm not in a place where I have to be anxious about money, that's success to me. So being able to really focus my time in the way that I want to and the way I want to spend it and not having anxiety around a certain level of success is really what I actually think success is for me. And in, or for folks who are listening and they want to know more and or recommend you to someone, what's the best way for them to follow you, find you, share your information with people? Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So just find me Taylor Shanklin on LinkedIn. If you want to contact me directly, just shoot me a direct message and ask to connect there. And then if you want to learn more about either Barlele or Creative Shizzle, go to B-A-R-L-E-L-E dot com for Barlele and Creative Shizzle. That's S-H-I-Z-L-E dot com. We've got all of our social channels and everything there. Yeah. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Is there anything that you were like yearning to share that it didn't get touched on? No, I would just say you've got to, there's no great time to start a company. There's no perfect time to be an entrepreneur. There's just the time that you finally decide to do it. And launched is better than perfect. If you hold yourself back feeling like you have to be at a level of perfection in order to move forward, you probably won't ever. And so just accepting that 
things might not be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall on your face. But when you do, you can get up, you can dust yourself off and move forward. You'll start finding that works and that once you see that works, you'll continue to be able to, I think, handle the challenges of entrepreneurship more and more. That's really great advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.